and welcome back. This is season two episode. My mind is fucked. One of y'all help me. Six. You held seven at first. I got so confused. Episode six of the Bottomless Podcast. Uh, my name is Kevin. The other two lovely hosts are my name Kevin. is God. One day. My name is Leslie. And mine, I'm Vincent. And we are the three hosts of the Bottomless Podcast. Uh, Just a little more background. I reside in Florabama. Vince resides in California. Leslie resides in Hawaii. And we're just three very normal, very average brown friends who are talk about just like shit in life that interests, intrigues, confuses us. And we decided to make it into a podcast. And we're recording this on March 21st, 2021. And um, before we dive into our topic of the week, I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge that it was a hard week for America at large and for Asian Americans and for Asian American women because of the murders in Atlanta that happened. And um, I think that like a good portion of our listenership like the Asian Americans are definitely in there. Um, so I just wanted to say for you guys specifically and to you that I know it can be really hard to process for yourself, let alone talk with friends, let alone talk in any kind of other public space, be it social media or at work or anything else. And um, we love you guys. And like literally for me, I can say, if any of you want to DM me, like I'm at the wind, no, literally completely open door about anything um and I think at some point in the future it'd be nice I can't promise it will happen but it it could be good to use this platform to have an actual conversation about what happened this week and everything that it relates to I honestly don't feel able to right now um And I'm sharing this actually more for, again, listeners than for a desire to share it, which is that, you know, I I had a really hard time being productive this week. Um, I had several days where I got almost nothing done, couldn't concentrate, alternated between crying and feeling numb and feeling enraged um, and trying to have conversations with, you know, my Asian friends and family. And um, I just want to acknowledge that, you know, like whether you've been speaking about it or not, like it was a hard week. And I really hope and we hope that there's anything we can do that you'll reach out. And if not, um, just that you don't feel guilty or bad or something if this week has been really hard on you. Um, And I think there's very necessary, complex conversations happening. um, And I'm glad that those conversations are happening. And thank you for anyone who's participating, be it one-on-one with a very close friend or family member or in broader and broader public contexts. So yeah, we love you guys. And, you know, in a, in a more ideal situation, I, I would like to have felt like I could speak more in a way that's um, maybe, I don't know, it's some way more productive beyond just acknowledging the emotions, but I don't feel able to right now. So that's, The only, the only thing I guess I'll say is to anyone who, who is standing in solidarity, whether it's because like someone had to like open your eyes to it or, 
you kind of like took initiative. Um, thank you. And, and <clears throat> thank you. And we, and we need, um, thank you. And we need you and, and anyone else who is maybe not standing in solidarity yet, solidarity yet, um, we we need you to. Uh, that's all I'll say. Love you both. And sending love to anyone listening, specifically in the Asian community. Sending love and, and comfort. Well, on that note, <laughs> um, so for today, um, we've so for this season, we've talked a lot about um, one of our recurring themes because we're thematic this season. Apparently, um, is that. It's like the, the conversation of like the spiritual plane and like pulling into this like other dimensional reservoir for like love um, and art and creativity. So that's been a recurring conversation. Um, and I thought it'd be a nice relevant diversion to do this sort of wandering into like the digital plane. Um, and hopefully in a way that isn't like super boomer social dilemma like everyone sucks at social media um but we'll see where we go <laughs> um but i no problem that'll be interesting <laughs> yeah we'll see maybe we'll turn into boomers um i thought it would be interesting this is something that i had a lot of thoughts on that i've been percolating for a few weeks now um i thought you're gonna say a few years because i feel like you have been percolating for a few uh, many years <laughs> um actually very fair so yes past few weeks in the context of like what this episode could look like mm -hmm. uh, but the past few years in that more from my childhood um i well all millennials that's like the definitionally our generation is that we grew up with the internet right we're like the first digital natives to be a millennial is to be able to remember life without the internet but to have grown up with the internet that tends to be like the dividing line for our generation um and for me as a millennial, I think it's had a, a very special impact um, because despite how cool I seem, I know I just seem like such a socialite. Uh, I literally had like an online life. Like I had an online friend group at the age of like 12 through high school. Like if you, if I were to take inventory of my friend circles, a circle was literally an online circle. So much so that I'm still friends with them on social media. Um, I don't know if, I feel like I've told both of y'all, but even one of my low priority tattoos is to have one of them who lives in Fort Lauderdale um, tattoo a rock puppy on me just in honor of that season of my life. And that's eventually I will go to her and get it done. Um, but it, it feels very formative to me in, in a lot of ways. So I thought it'd be cool to kind of dive into that headspace. Uh, plus I work in tech, just diverging more about my life so everyone can stalk me. Um, so I, I, I've lived in the the either of technology and the internet and then subsequently social media. So to me, it's a very fun playground. Um, Long-winded intro, but I guess a good place to start since I've kind of teased 
why I care. I would love to hear when did you guys start using the internet or like when did you guys get even like a computer or a smartphone? How young were you? I remember our first computer. I literally remember it coming in a big box and us like, it was like a huge cardboard box. I think I was probably between the ages of like seven or eight or nine or 10, something in there. So when we were living in Germany and I remember we got a huge, or maybe, yeah, we got a huge cardboard box, pulled it out. The peanuts fell out and it was like this boxy gray computer. And we were like, oh, and we literally had a little room called the computer room where it was like, that's where the computer was. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> the and it was like mm. god and you know the door was like like the computer was as set up as such to where like someone standing in the door could see what was on your screen so you always of had course. to have like 10 tabs up yeah like, <laughs> 10 tabs up for what for what <laughs> and you and you and you had to cope to click the tab before they passed by the door so it didn't look suspicious literally i'm sure my mom literally saw every time she walked by every time um so that's when we got our first computer i don't know that internet entered the chat until a couple years later like you i don't really games before then um yeah i played like frogger that's the main one that i remember like where you buy a computer game on a disc and like put it in and play the game or sims we played some sims um but we i didn't really engage with the internet and social media until i think like middle school and that was like MySpace. And I remember like, I'll just share this. I'll be very, um, make myself look really embarrassing because it's just true. But I remember I made, oh God, actually, this might be too embarrassing to share. TBD, maybe I'll share it right at the end of the episode. Oh, <laughs> I did something really embarrassing. Tune in. <laughs> tune in to the end of the episode if you want the, the tea. This is your guys' is reason to sit through this 60 minutes. Leslie handed over her mom's credit card information over there. <laughs> That's what it was. Some kind thousand. It's so much more embarrassing. Um, and then just quickly, um, I got a smartphone in college for the first time. So when I was like, what, 18? Damn. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? So internet at oh, like- oh, and I will just add, we had like a 15 to 30 minute time limit on how long we could use the computer per day, but that quickly eroded. We just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And by the time I was in high school, it was like, there wasn't really any enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think 2001, 2002, I was 10, 11 years old. I was in Korea, um, got the internet at the time. If anyone remembers, it was just like MSN messenger or AOL messenger. Maybe all you had was like AOL. Um- I think you had aim. You had AOL search, yeah. Ask Jeeves search. Um, like maybe Ask Jeeves. Damn, <laughs> like, what happened to him? Can <laughs> you search the internet? It wasn't this Pandora's box of information. It was very limited shit. Cause who the fuck was on the internet? Um, and so I got. I think I got a computer and the internet at the same time in our house. And at the time, like internet was primarily used, especially because I lived in Korea for online gaming. So Diablo, uh, Starcraft, like it was just it was used the internet, not necessarily to go browse Google. There was no YouTube. There was no social media. At least when I first got it, it was to use the internet access dial up. So if somebody fucking called and answered the phone, your game got disconnected because internet got disconnected. It was used so that in a gaming platform you could interface with like I'm in Korea, people in the states, people in other countries. 
Um, and those are my earliest memories of like the internet, like AIM and, and AOL and MSN and Ask Jeeves and gaming. That was my introduction. And then I think I got a smartphone when I was like 14. Like I got an iPhone because my brother was older. So he paved the way and he had to like fight mm -hmm. and fight for years to get a phone. And then like, he probably didn't get one until he was like 16, 15, 16, 17, 18. I got one. I got a phone at like, at like 11. And then I got a smartphone. He had to be like 19, 20. And I got mine at like 14. So shout out to all the older siblings who had to pay the way. <laughs> for us younger siblings yeah i think for me um in those early days i spent my time in like probably deeper into the web than a normal human should have been because it was it, wild back Vince then type, it was wild Vince type asl into his keyboard more times than he cares to admit wild. <laughs> no it was so that pre-social media there were like forums you could go through, but because mm. it, there was no, this is before smartphones. I don't think I got a smartphone until I graduated, after I graduated high school. I got my first like mobile phone at 14. It was like a flip phone. Um, I had like an iPod touch. I think maybe my senior year of high school was my introduction to having like the internet. But even then it was like kind of the internet because the iPhone came out in 07. So I think iPod touch might've been like maybe 09 or 2010. Um, so before then, Unlike Leslie, I did not have a time limit, and I actually could spend hours on the internet, which sound, doesn't sound weird now, but imagine the things that you do now, none of those existed then. So it was a very different world. Like the internet was its own subculture. So you had all the forums. Uh, well, the tattoo I'm talking about was inspired by Gaia Online. So putting my nerd card out there, which is like this very anime-oriented site, a lot of web forums. I'm talking to the point where the in-group of the regulars of Gaia, like you had prominent people, you had like proto influencers and people that regularly were on the platform. And I was in a guild as one of those people. Like I my man's was putting in hours. It makes so much sense. Vincent hours. has been a powerful influencer from the start. <laughs> um, but it, crazy time, but honestly it was such a fun time. And I think it means a lot to like the way I developed because I don't think people were aware of the expansiveness of the internet quite yet. And by people, my parents definitely weren't. So I wasn't even allowed to have like a MySpace. And my parents, bless their heart, I think they just didn't know how to perceive me being on the computer all the time, but not knowing what I was doing. So just on forums like Gaia or like something awful or 4chan. And this was before it was tied to you. So all that reckless shit people were saying, it was that times 10 because in a lot of ways, it's anonymous. Um, so the beauty of that is that a lot of the reckless shit that I said online as a kid, it's not on my Twitter account or anything. It's on these accounts that are completely separate, uh, which I actually uh, went through this week and prep for this this episode. Some wild shit. Like <laughs> what? Read us one. Read us one. Well, one is like a very obviously racist joke. Um, that was my signature in the forums. I thought it was so funny. It was literally, it's, I'll show you guys the picture. It's, it's not it's, funny it's, if I say it out loud. It's, it's literally a joke he dropped like last week in Among Us in the group chat before you start the game. <laughs> He's gonna say this is wild. And it was like two weeks ago with like the Among Us. Nah, 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 nah. There's so many like. Wait, what like, was when people it? People talk show about the, show the picture. I don't know if it'll be as funny um, if you're not watching, but my read it. And I also took a screenshot of my avatar too. Oh, I'm so pumped. So push to YouTube, guys. This is incentive if you're listening on Spotify. All right, one second. Let me drop it into my phone. Okay. Easier to share. 
<laughs> me and Kevin are so <laughs> invested. <laughs> are you guys really? Because I'm very happy. <laughs> a new piece of information about what went into Vincent's origin story and development. Well, then I should have took more screenshots of my like posting history, but I was, it's so cringy too. Like seeing I your 14 like year old, <laughs> seeing your 14 year old self, like, oh, oh God, just pop well, shit. It's embedded in talking about the internet. I think that's why my instinct was to share that embarrassing story that I guess I'll share at the end. Cause it's like, that's part of what it means that we're the internet generation is that we have a uniquely massive like record of our most cringy developmental phases. <laughs> like unlike previous generations. Right, here's my okay, avatar. I was a cute little. Oh, is, that like so... a, is that like an alien turtle or something? Well, my name was the uh html code for lime green so it was that color equals lime green but to be make it cooler i remixed it to lime time with two y's to be internet cute um so in honor of my name my avatar was always green (laughs) that is incredible (laughs) um this is my i mean I don't know if you'll see it basically it's me just hold it up vincent we can see it it. so it says Vin says, I never knew my black grandpa. Vin says he died when my dad was young. Sigh. Mikey B. Beanster says, bet he got killed by his gang. Wait, who's Mikey B? <laughs> that was my signature. <laughs> Wait, what? You're both Mikey B and Vin? No, no, this was an MSN conversation with one of my Gaia friends. And you put and it just, as your signature? I thought it was worth putting as my signature. I thought it was comedy gold. So shout out to Mikey. We lost contact, but I hope you're doing well. Shout out to the teenage years. <laughs> Oof. Um, yeah, good times. What? Oh, <laughs> obviously. Wait, what are you gonna say? What I have to say is what we thought was funny as our age on the internet when it first came out, compared to like some of the shit the kids come up with now on like Vine, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter. Like they are like fucking like hybrids of comedians slash just children slash social media commentary. Social commentary like, yep. They can actually say shit. I'm like, like the memes. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, this was meme and something different back in this day. It was like a reoccurring joke that you leverage, but it was very much an inside joke for internet culture. There was no mainstream memes. So much so that when it began to evolve into something mainstream, it felt like literally something was being taken from internet culture and now like we're so far from that that it doesn't feel that but i remember back in the day being like first of all you guys aren't even using the word i was gatekeeping memes i was gatekeeping internet culture i was like you guys aren't even using the word meme right or people would say like meme i'd be like what the fuck not today satan this just all makes Uh, so much sense (laughs) a lot of a lot of my humor and the way that i text very much still informed by how i was texting back then um but obviously it's changed a lot. So I'm curious from like back in the early aughts to today, how has y'all's relationship obviously changed in the social media age? Um, and what's what do you think it's been the impact on you with growing and like developing and relating to people? How do you think the digital space has influenced that? I think that the internet interacts with all of us the same way any other environmental factor is which is that it hits all of us uniquely but what makes it so different is that because of both the amount of information and the rate at which it's 
power and influence on our lives grows it's this weird dichotomy of like feeling like we're all kind of on the same page with what the internet is to us and how we interact with it because of how pervasive it is but then at the same time that doesn't change it's almost like in the same way that because it's so much and keeps growing so fast in a way that is completely different than any other I think factor that has ever impacted humankind in our day-to-day existence at the same way in which in some areas it gets us all on the same page so there's this feeling of like we're all on the same page right the other part of how any environmental factor is going to in interact with each person uniquely that's also happening at this extreme rate so it's weirdly both which i think is probably at the heart of what a lot of people feel or other people might put their own words on it but i think that's in the general area of what a lot of people feel when they talk about what is a very at this point kind of tired conversation of like we like it but we hate it and there's good but there's bad you know but as far as like how it's impacted my development and growth i would say one of the big things is it forces a conversation for me internally and then like manifesting in how i carry myself in the world and on virtual spaces like of uh both like what it means to how i contextualize that uh i was on a good roll let's see it's like a conversation of what you put in public versus private that's a big obvious one which already for me it's like the internet uniquely kind of exacerbated something that i feel like since i was a kid i already really thought about because i do happen to have very strong internal worlds like i think a lot of people do i'm in that category like i have a strong internal world and i need a certain amount of feeling like i can have privacy and just sort of conversation with myself and time alone to feel healthy and to feel you know what I conceive of as like moving in a genuine way and to feel like I can be creative and all these other things and so you know it forces more of a conversation and especially since it really entered my life around middle school which is like this prime phase of like starting to work through different aspects of you know how you're shaping your identity um I just think that the biggest things I would think of were my choices to like really far like the two big things I can think of in closing is a my choices consistently across my entire internet presence history of like there's so many moments in life on the internet where I would think like okay sharing this I know that it's not gonna be like popular or like and I know some people are probably gonna think it's kind of weird and like Mm. I know that um a lot of people aren't gonna get it and I'm gonna probably feel misunderstood and then being like share and like my impulse what I took away being like what I care about is like it's not even about like I want to be perceived as weird it wasn't seeking that it was like oh I want to resist this instinct to let this one little space dictate like Mm. you know like if different spaces end up calling out different parts of you and if this is what gets like I but this is what I'm interested in in this space is kind of make carving out a little burrow for like the the reason of me posting not being because I necessarily think a lot of people are going to like it it's just like oh this is what makes sense to me you know so so resisting that impulse to like kind of you know uh I don't know censor what feels natural to share in that environment 
And then also throughout my internet history um, and, and liking that because of the virtue of feeling like that creates more space for more of that in the internet. If that mm. makes sense. It's like, cause I mm. want to see more of this, you know, it's like, and that's why I'm kind of doing it. And also, cause like, I like interacting with a medium that seems explicitly to push us unless we're conscious more and more toward just kind of seeking like validation and likes, like, I like just kind of like using it how I want to and seeing other people do it. Cause it's, that's the interesting part to me, you know, it's like how we interact with the medium more than the basic A to B obvious parts of it. And then the other thing being as far as development is like the times I chose to step away. Um, with, I don't know. I don't have that much. It's just like, I don't know. I don't have words for that, but they're definitely significant. And it's not like embarrassing to say that they are, you know, I think it's silly to pretend it doesn't have a big impact on us. For me, what, what, what articulation, like writing, like writing words, speaking words, what we talk about languages and the um, words aren't the language of thought, writing words, speaking words, posting a picture, articulation from a person to a live audience, that is to thought. So that translation you have to go through from thought to articulation, that is basically to me, a similar layer of what articulation is through the internet. Because like Leslie was saying, you would try to form something and then hit post. And then like you realize in the in the in the post post, like, oh, this shit wasn't articulated the way I thought it was going to be like. Oh, I would realize pre post. Oh, I would not part of why I put like I would not post stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know that this would be like even today I construct tweets and I go I, and I hit it and I'll go back and read my timeline like a week later. I'm like, what the fuck was I? Oh. <laughs> um, and I, I think for me. I think the internet was the second was was the next biggest invention. I could be wrong, just for me personally. After after fire, like think about it for a second. So, some creature at one point sparked something and created fire, right? And it was like, oh, this is warm. And then it was like, oh, I can like warm stuff up and change the chemi- chemical nature of a of an item, whether it be a vegetable, a fruit, or an animal. And then someone came along and was like, hey, we can use this to like power a car. And then someone else is like, we could power a railroad. And someone else is like, we could power a plane. And it was like, oh shit, I can get from like California to Japan and see my family by plane because of fire. And so like with the internet, like it, it connected everyone. You didn't need like it. So for me, it was like the it was like fire, printing press, internet. Like, but I, I don't even consider printing press in the same like vein as as in terms of invention. Um, so I, I think to that degree that fire revolutionized for whatever was existing at the moment it was created, the internet revolutionized everything for us, our generation coming in. And I literally look at it like I am legend. Like if you've seen I am legend, that virus that hits, they think they're like, now, mind you, I'm not saying the internet, I'm not, I'm not putting a negative connotation. I'm just saying the point to which the influence of the internet proliferated across society is akin to what happened in I Am Legend to where they go, we've cured cancer. And then it's like five years later. And it's like, it's it's affected everything. That's kind of how I view the internet. Let's see if I can do what Leslie does so well and bounces off both of your points to build bridges. And I'm gonna attempt to, but no promises that it will be as well manufactured. Um, Ooh, there's a lot of thoughts. Uh, So to answer my own question too of how it's impacted my development, 
so old internet, I mean, that I obviously looked through quite warmly because I do think it was a different space and that it impacted me quite positively. So I definitely, I think I learned, well, first of all, like technical literacy um, that's been helpful in life in general, just being comfortable with computers and maneuvering through the internet, but also writing and communication. That was probably the earliest forms of me attempting to write. And I tried really hard after the episode with Jesse, uh, part of some of the forms on Guy is that you would do role plays. And I remember doing it once, like having a group and you're like a prompt and you like take turns building out a story or whatever. And I wanted to find it so bad, but I couldn't find it for some reason, but I'll keep working. Didn't you say sure you were always usually kind of like the instigator, like the one pushing the story forward? Cause you've talked about this before. So this specific instance, it sticks out cause I felt really bad cause it was my first time role playing. And I was like pushing it forward too fast and not like, stopping to smell the roses so like we would have like a, a scene and I'd be so eager just to get to the end of I don't remember what it was but we were like fighting through something and my eager ass ended the war early apparently and they I had they like messaged me privately on the side like yo can you slow down a little bit and I was like oh sorry um but yeah I would love to see what kind of writing I was doing back in the day um coming back to it now though like uh and again I think there is a cliche boring conversation to be had about the internet, but I, I don't think it's wrong to point out the ways that it's evolved. And I actually would agree, Kevin, with like the impact of it being similar to fire. And the way that I see it is that we've accidentally, in contrast to when I was younger, and it was really more like a venue that I could enter into when I wanted to and leave and truly leave. Mm. That ability to engage with the digital space literally does not exist anymore. And we've accidentally, and without much intention, have elevated the digital space to exist almost as its own separate entity that we're always tethered to. We're always at the mercy of like a social media notification. So even if we're not on our phone, our laptops are closed, the digital space has, um, in a like simplified conceptual way, not literally, but has the ability and its own agency to reach out to us and like beg us for attention. And I don't think it can be undersold of how heavy and fire-like of an invention that is and how like something that we have to tread very lightly with. So because of that, I do think it's affected me personally a little bit older in some negative ways, some are cliche, blah, blah, like uh, addiction, compulsory usage, like degradation of your attention span. Uh, what we've talked about where you have the ability to Google things instead of thinking for yourself, um, like polarization, blah, 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 blah. One thing that really stands out to me is actually the way that it's informed our egos. And I definitely feel that through a lived experience as well. Um, where there's this like aesthetic element of our sense of self that exists, I think specifically because we're used to conceiving of ourselves in a way that includes like personal branding and like what I would call like a digital avatar. And these are like essential parts of who we think, like who I think Vincent is, is like the aesthetic of my Instagram or like the way I'm perceived online, um, which I think is very uncomfortable territory um, to kind of concede yourself as such and invest emotionally in a self ID that includes the digital space. That probably sounded more dramatic and ominous than it needed to, but I say all that to say, I'd love to hear how you guys describe your digital avatar. We all have one, 
and I, I think for some people it's more conscious than others. There's like the whole influencer industry where it's a hundred percent commodified version of that digital avatar. Um, should we do? Should we do a quick like describe each other's digital avatar and yeah, then do a quick? Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. Let me pull up y'all. Should we just keep it simple and, and like no, stick no, to no, 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 don't, don't look, don't look, just wait. Don't gonna... look. Oh, okay, that's Ooh. good. Yeah, just like the impression. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Leslie. And uh, I, 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 I'm having to like push you through the lens of Kevin. So people might like to disagree on words. Leslie's is very like, it's, it's eccentric. It's artistic. It's, it's, it's non-traditional of what, even for her age group of what you would see for a youth, a human being, her age. Um, so it's, 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 ve it's very, it's very like, it's a marginalized type of, uh, of presentation people. It's not, it's very non-traditional, but there is a very large group of, of that minority. Um, again, artistic artsy, like there's, there's a very severe lack of, which is a good thing, a severe lack of concern. It seems to be with how most people who are using the internet concern themselves with personal image. Leslie, there seems to be a level of like, she it's almost like Leslie's not in on the game that you're supposed to be insecure and like hyper aware of how you present yourself on the internet. And it's like, oh, shit, I feel like I stumbled on like somebody's diary. Like, I think this girl doesn't know that like we like <laughs> I'm not going to say we have a friend whose mom posted a Facebook header. And so we called her and was like, hey, why did you put that header? And she was like, y'all can see that. And so I think Leslie <laughs> Leslie's feed almost it feels very refreshing in that way. Um, I'm trying to find other words, but like it's it's. And yeah, and, and like, but like, like, you know, like it's artsy and eccentric, but not in the way of a traditional, um, like a traditional American person would be artsy and eccentric. Like, like, I, I mean, maybe because I'm coming from an Asian mindset, like you can just feel an, and because I've spent time in Germany and Korea, um, I spent outside time outside the US and for, for longest in periods of time. So I have these doses of how other cultures feel. And Leslie, just all that, all that goes into like all these elements contribute to when I read the sensation of what I get from her feeds, it goes into that, like non-American, non-traditional, artsy, eccentric that. Vince's, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all gotta go. I, I, I'm nah, not ready, nah, I'm not nah, ready nah, nah. What do y'all gotta go? What do y'all gotta go? Damn it. Okay. Vincent. Wait, should we, what's the optimal presentation here? So our listeners can follow. Should we do each of us? You know what I mean? Like, should we do like, oh, we all okay, do okay. them and not to try and push it back to me, but happen to be the first one. Leslie, you wanted some let's, more attention. Let's just, let's just take on Leslie. Vince, go for Leslie. Go ahead. Let's just take on Leslie. And I'm listening, but I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. Leslie's kind of hard to describe her digital avatar. I, I do... Like if I were to envision a literal avatar, the digital space that's Leslie, it does feel integrated like to your real sense of self hmm. in a way that's very obvious. Like you can tell maybe when someone just disregards a certain level of social media norms or decorum, it, it lends itself to like, oh, this is like, there's a certain level of authenticity. So your avatar has some authenticity like baked into it. Um, I feel like it's 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 very youth, which is why it's authentic. Very like a soft avatar, a playful avatar. Very, definitely willing to be weird. The like, same the same effect you get if you were to see someone in a room across a room and you you don't get a lot of download of information. Like you might see them in interaction, you might see them alone. There's still a level of mystery about them. A lot of women on Instagram, I meet, I then meet in person. You can kind of get like, a, oh, this is what you're about. 
Leslie still has a level of like mystique and mystery. And like, that's why it feels like you're like walking into someone's house and they don't know you're there. And you're like, oh shit. Like you, like if you got like, there's this old um, MTV show where you could like go in someone's bedroom and you didn't meet them first. And you like look through the room and shit and you could see all their personal stuff. That's what Leslie- room raiders? That yeah. Room raiders. That's what Leslie's social Ooh, media- I like that. Thanks, I'll take that. That's what her- Taking that's what notes her- on how to better curate my, my facade. <laughs> so that, yeah, so but, but Vince, keep going. No, I, I think that's it. Just like that soft, playful, a little bit of weird. Maybe just re-saying what you said, but there is like a feeling like the audience for this avatar is intimate. It's like, it's not, you're not presenting to like a mass audience. Um, the way that we all like, well, clearly not all of us, but I think it's easy for people that live on the internet so heavily to, there's like this weird distorted idea of how impactful your word is because in theory millions of people could see it but the reality is no one's checking for you but because, but we we operate and i'm like i'm calling myself out too like you often operate with this assumption like well when the, the world the masses see the jewels that i'm throwing to them they're going to be so excited and i don't ever ever get that vibe from your your digital avatar which i think is unique and refreshing yeah mm-hmm. Well, that was very uplifting. Thank you, guys. That's so sweet. Um, so I should just quickly describe what I would have conceived of mine, I guess, and then we can do. I guess, like, I would probably say, I don't know. I've never really tried. I I think you guys probably like did a good job. I I it's weird because I do think you're right. Like, I I like to not like I like to think of it like just a space where yeah i'm not trying to cater to some broad thing because i find that to be actually i think we've talked about this i think that the more you cater sometimes the less universal things are and sometimes the more you lean into your specificity the more universal it is so like honestly yeah but anyway i don't know the other thing i want to say about like this is like some people they are a kiddie pool like, I'm just not going to sugarcoat it. Some people, it's like, oh, maybe there's more to them. Nope. Met their Instagram, saw them, or saw their Instagram, met them. I don't know. Leslie, well, I'm questioning that within myself. I think- well, that's what I'm saying. With Leslie, there's like this, I like, if the difference between Leslie's Instagram presence and Twitter presence, and then like a couple of weeks ago, we had- a- My Twitter presence? <laughs> yeah, so- yeah. Fucking that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's so like, awkward. Like I don't because I'm like, oh god, I have like ten followers, and there's just a random string of seven years of me literally that, tweeting words to two followers. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, but but then Leslie was sporadically pop up on Twitter and correct me how to spell Marshall's name. So like, but with Leslie, we had a phone call like three weeks ago, like shortly after New Year's, and like the vibrancy that'll come out of her in that context, you would like. I remember meeting, and I never said this to you, Leslie. I never, I, I never told anyone this, but I, I wrote, I wrote like a two I, I don't have it anymore I wrote like a one and a half two and a half page like 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 expression on what I thought about this when I first met you and I was like Leslie is the kind of person like when I go to these conferences these Christian conferences and there's these very powerful women on stage and like they're thought leaders and they're influential and they're like people that masses like will look to in the future and like go like she she can so succinctly encapsulate how we feel and she the thought and the pro and the ether and the ecosystem of how of who we are is because there's just relatable thing about her. I remember like typing out this very long thing, like I almost like this for what Christians call a prophetic, like prophetic vision. Mm-hmm. I saw Leslie in like very prominent, very we were like high school, very prominent, very powerful mm-hmm. positions of speech 
and representation and public figureness and like all these things, but you wouldn't catch that from her from her social media profile. But then you speak to her in person, and there's there's all all the vibrancy and charisma and and color and nuance and mosaic that that should be attached to someone who tries to present themselves as a public figure is all present there in Leslie. And so you, you sit there and you go, man, like you see her social media presence. And it, again, it leaves you with a level of, a level of mystique and wonder. Like I, I, I feel like I saw so, so many intimate things, but I feel like there's still so much mystery. Like it's a weird paradigm, a paradox of like, I feel like there's intimacy and then mystery. And I can't wrap my mind around it for how people behave on social media. And then you talk to Leslie in a private one-on-one conversation and you go like, oh shit like there's so much here that like is so it's so it's it's so vi it's such a rich vibrant river to be in and you go like man this is like the kind of sh like if she could like bottle this shit and sell it on youtube like it's so perfect like but but then again that's one of the that's one of the precious and novel things about getting that access to her is you go like no no one you you because of how she's structured her life you can't get to this through her social, she won't let you. And it's not that she's like intentionally going, I'm gonna hide this from, it's like, no, she, it's just like, it's novel to see someone on social media and then see them in person and go, oh shit, you have to be in person and be granted access to this for this level of access to her and these parts of her person, which is very refreshing to like see someone who's like that. You go, oh shit, she will, she will not play by the rules and she will not be like, uh, a, a robot in the system like she very much so still operates the way i think like the older generation 56 year olds are like you kids all you're always on your phone you don't know how to like look someone that's in the why eye and i get along with them so well all my friends are 40 plus <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> no, that's really sweet thank you kevin and vincent that's so sweet i wasn't thinking it was to be so uplifting um but yeah we can do one i i don't know how to describe but i think you guys are very very sweet and i give me a lot to think about okay who should we do next i thought that was it i thought we were just doing leslie yeah, no, let's, let's just leave that Leslie. Nah, let's do let's do Vincent and then Kevin. All right, yeah. Okay, I'll start. I'll start. So Vincent's social. Can media I just say post. that I have a little bit of idea, but I actually have very little idea of where this is gonna go. So I'm very ready for the ride. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, our listeners, I feel like this is a really fun exercise. You guys should try it at home and report back. <laughs> um, Vincent's, I would describe as vibey like it's very much about the vibes it makes me think of the way i described if you guys remember our playlist episode at the end of 2020 and how i was talking about i felt like vincent's playlist very much had a feeling of like writing certain plateaued spaces so in that sense it actually covered quite a lot of ground um but nothing gets too, too, too close to the bone and not saying at all in a way of inauthenticity and not saying there isn't even stuff you share on social media that's meaningful. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the way that it comes through feels a little bit more though, like to me, at least these like, it's like a visual of like flat lines that then like sort of intersect and maybe like, um, I would say purples and blues, but that might be because one time in a conversation like seven or eight years ago, Vincent, I think you described like something about your music taste as like purples and it really stuck. And now I just it's, see it in like- I would say it's more purple and black now, but purple still is okay. the vibe. Yeah. Um, and Vincent has, I will say it has to be acknowledged. It's very much watered down or changed or something now, but anyone who knew Vincent when we were in high school would say 
he rides this weird line which comes through in his social media of being like extremely popular and extremely likable and extremely relatable and all these things but extremely unknowable and extremely like mysterious and extremely like hard to read and like hard to predict exactly like and so I feel like that comes through Mm -hmm. in something about the total feeling when you kind of just are like on your social media it's just like and I don't think that's something you necessarily try to create. I think it comes through by virtue of like, it's true about you. Like you're both a very relatable person, but you are, I think, very like, there's a lot to know. And, you know, to Kevin's point about like my presence and this idea of like, man, like the contrast between like knowing someone in real life and knowing their social media, I I would say that's true for Vincent in a different way. I mean, I personally would say I think that's probably true for everybody. I might be wrong, but like it just can be less like striking because people have different uh, desires and different toolkits and different right it, of what goes into like presentation and how people perceive them. But um, yeah, that's what I would say. It's like, I am trying to imagine if I didn't know Vincent and just like stumbled on your social media I would definitely say it would be probably one where I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to know this person, which for me usually comes from, again, getting a feel for how someone interacts with the media more than like what they're actually posting. If I can kind of feel like how they're conversating with it, it's like that's interesting to me. And yeah, I would say. Be what about you, Kevin? I'm super curious for you. Huh? How Did any of that hit just as an initial like, I don't know. No, definitely some some things that you want to but yeah it, it definitely hits yeah well vince is like someone who can like speak because when you when you go to take language when you go to um study a language there's categories of difficulty and so like spanish if you're an english speaker you're trying to learn spanish or french it's a level one difficulty meaning not very difficult if you're if you're english speaker and you're trying to learn chinese or arabic just by grammatical structure alone let alone tonal like how tonal chinese is it's the it's mm-hmm. the most difficult arabic and chinese for an english speaking mind is the most difficult to learn so Vince is like someone who, for me, what I'll say is like Leslie was saying, he, he, like that popular, like he can, Vince understands how to post something that reads very well to a, to a mass appeal mind. And like it, but it's artsy and it, and it has a vibe and a mood. It's always it, been a question. Does he know, or does he just somehow oh, do it? I think he knows. No, I, I think very, I think from, from after seeing his, after, after Vince curated for me one time, a playlist while we were driving around LA, I understood. Um, ex- I, I understood. He, he knows. Vince knows that. how to curate. Vince knows how to curate. Whether it's music, whether it's photo, whether he knows how to curate mood and vibe, and 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 it, it speaks a lot. Like why he's, he's gonna make such a good DJ when he takes off. And and so um. But but like that that like that like Vince will post when he was first getting to college a picture of a spider with like that <laughs> i remember that and he would go i do remember those there's several actually it was like a spider a frog and a slug and it would have something the frog would say ribbit and it would just and i was like what the fuck is going on and then the spider would be like just walking to class with my best friend and the slug like it was it was like just some shit it was like it's 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 it when Kat, when katniss everdeen in hunger games shoots the arrow at the at the um the simulation and it hits the it hits the sky but it's actually a dome and it shivers for a second and you can see it's fake that's like what vince does when he posts those shits it lets you know like oh like he's operating that's in such this- a good way of putting it 
He's mm. that he's operating in a, in an ecosystem that he knows how to manipulate and coerce and curate the way he wants to. But every now and then he'll let you know that he knows it's an ecosystem and he knows how to curate so well. But every now and then he'll go, let me just like shake shit up and break the fucking um, matrix to let you know that like, hey, hey, I'm not like a product. I'm actively playing in this game. And I can turn it off when I want and turn it back on. So like he has, and but like you said, and, and the only other way I can describe it, Vince's Instagram, is you have to. I don't know how what words to use to describe his genre of preferred music, but it's very like that screamo, that depressed, that like the like the mauve, the purple, the darks, the blacks, the grays. Like certain movies and and music he listens to, it matches up with the with the vibe yeah. and energy you get from his Instagram. But at the same time, like there's a picture of like I remember he posted a picture of Christy Rapold. Oh, I don't want to say her last name. And it's like, she's holding a bike and her hair is kind of like blowing and like the lighting and the filter. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Vince knows how to like present one of the best images and like one of the most, nostalgic. it gives you a feeling of nostalgia. And like, he knows how to present these images that like are, 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 are so very elegantly presented and so aesthetically pleasing. Like really utilize Instagram the way you could and it's pure, yeah, like that, yes. that's such a good, I know the picture you're talking about, you're right, that's a good example. It's such a good picture, but then he'll post the frog and then he'll post a picture of him with a hamburger he picked off the ground or out of the trash. And he's like, he he he, he plays in these different streams of vibe and mood and pop and and hip, like, like not the like degrading term hipster, like, authentically hipster like the shit that actual fashion designers go to soho to watch the kids and what they're wearing and shit like that like when nike air force ones before every college white girl with white socks started and sweatpants started wearing nike air force ones when that shit was happening in soho and the fashion designers went like when uh pac sun or volcom will go and watch the trendy fashions like vince actually plays in those realms and actually knows and understands those psychologies um so yeah that's kind of how i describe vince's shit that was so good, Kevin. Like literally that was brilliant. And I have to add one more thing, which is that to your points, yes, if if I have somewhat of a vibe of being not quite in on the game or like not quite literate, whether by virtue of that's a conscious thing, which I think it's partly conscious and partly I kind of don't quite get it. Like Vincent is so literate in internet, which I think back to his point why I was saying it makes so much sense, Vincent, you talk about like you have a pure initial experience and love with and deep engagement with internet culture. And I feel like that carries through, like it's really beautiful. Like you feel very literate and it, like, I don't know. And in some sense it makes the viewer or the one who's taking in your social media presence feel a little bit like maybe like safe or held or something. Cause it's like, oh yeah. By virtue of like bouncing around between all these different types of posts and yeah, like kind of like both leaning into the, the best way you could use Instagram and like kind of doing the most subversive, like, come on guys, we're not taking this this seriously. It, it creates this nice little range where it's like, oh yeah, it kind of reminds you like, oh yeah, we're humans on the internet. All right, what do you have to say for yourself? Oh, I love both of those so much. Thank you. Wow. Literally, and this is for another time since we're running short on time, but I'm trying to leave social media again for the 17th time. But after that, you guys have made me Thank you back. Let me reconsider. That was so, so nice. Um, I don't know. So it's cool to hear that. My old digital avatar, I feel like, was way more playful, like younger, but also like the the age of me posting slugs and shit. Um, and I think it got a lot less fun at some point because, and kind of going back to my own experience with the ways in which 
uh, we've stumbled our way into like the digital being a, essential to ego. I I feel like I less I lost some of that playfulness and started doing more like pure vibes, like dark vibes, out of an expression from my ego, like not in a sense of aesthetic, but like a genuine expression of things I was processing and just coming from my ego. So I think now it's it leans like more into just vibes in gray um, and kind of serious, but I think my avatar at its best was super playful. Um, and if I do remain on, I would be happy to go back to more of that that vibe. That's like so playful and goofy. I kind of forgot, honestly, like, and not at all in a way that should make you feel bad about the present moment, but Kevin bringing that stuff up, I was like, oh my God, I forgot, like, you used to be so play, like, yeah, like super, and not that you're not funny now, but I just think that you were more constantly, like, leaning into it, like, damn. You could, you could map, and I remember, I, I, I just, my presentation was wrong, so, so Vince didn't tell me I was right until two years later, you could map where Vince's mental health and state was from mm. when he was in North Carolina, playful, happy, then mm. gets to LA because he's there's there's a there's a higher end in mind. And to reach the higher end, he's he's making sacrifices in terms of mental health. And you can see it come out in the colors and the hues and the palettes and the vibes and the energies of his social media. It goes from like this very childlike playful energy to like, damn, he's like walking through the fucking desert right now to make it somewhere and he's documenting along the way not intentionally documenting that journey but as he's documenting certain items you can see like the like the story gets dark and the the protagonist is going through he's like oh shit this is getting heavy and like fucking like gravity is setting in um mm. so yeah yeah like the like yeah there was like that beginning of the story and then it got to where it is and it was like oh shit and i think now i at least i feel like there's some like reprieve or some like sigh of relief a little bit because it's like oh shit like thank god he's not like it doesn't feel as dark as it was at one point because i i had the benefit of knowing him in north carolina and then visiting him constantly when he was in la so i got to see my same thing with jojo i got to see my friend go through different color palettes of emotion and i i, I questioned him at certain points you know what the fuck is going on like and i'm looking around at his friends like do y'all not read this on him and fucking LA people don't know dog shit so they're like hey, hey, hey. and I'm like he's depressed and he's sad and like there's something fucked up about his mental and is no one gonna say nothing like but yeah the journey the journey thankfully got got safer and better but yeah he, his 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 Instagram for a long time reflected a lot of I think of emotion whether you knew it or not about what was happening internally in his life wow well thank you for TBT. listening to the bottomless podcast so that's gonna be the end so of for Kevin <laughs> Kevin is just a very simple, like extremely clear picture to me. And he like he did one Europe trip, but literally I imagine his avatar. It's like the clearest picture of him in like Venice or like Rome on the street with a cigarette in his mouth. There's like it smells like a bakery, like it smells like good food. You hear like some nice bougie ass music in the background. He's wearing like a shirt that he got from this like high art museum. Um, and then he's yelling. So maybe yelling poetry or just yelling out of joy, sometimes yelling out of anger, to be honest. But like, there's definitely like, whereas Leslie's avatar in my mind is a bit soft. Kevin's avatar is definitely loud and, and colorful. But like that picture of you and fucking Rome or wherever is like the most explicit image. And every time you post, 
that's what's posting in my mind. Like that's who's talking. You're not, you're, you're talking about in the, a figurative picture. You're not talking about a literal picture that you're Yeah, like, I was about to say, oops, Vincent asked us to <laughs> describe our avatars, which is what he keeps steadfastly doing. And me and you, Kevin, have been like, hmm, let's do like a five to 10 minute thought essay. <laughs> was, oops, I just realized that. <laughs> Thanks for just doing your own thoughts and not calling us out for us. No, no, it was, it was perfect. Uh, not like, I mean, that's just like the, the, mental image i get like not like a yeah. specific picture that i'm referencing but yeah that's and it's i can like smell it i can hear it it that's kevin all day fucking cigarette falling out and like a glass of wine damn now i want to redo like that he like guys, he, he like time. took a fucking bite out of a baguette and you're like let me tell you this poem and like's like chewing on it <laughs> wait what'd you say kevin now you want to what i want to i want to at least give a, like a shot at the avatar but i don't think we have time but like damn now that he said that i have such a clear image i think of like what that like ah oh, god okay never mind i'm sorry go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead you can do it quick so leslie's avatar is like literally surfing rain like the water is rainbows and she's surfing the rainbows and like hey, it's like it's like that, that's less hey. <laughs> i love it i love and it then vince's avatar is like it has to be played out in like motion like but leslie you can get a like a a, a a screenshot and be like yeah that's leslie but vince is like the most like you would see him as the character and it, it it's the most unassuming character but he's like a he's like uh he's like a um like a guru or a sage at like knowing how to like like I, what I call an energy bender. So, you know, with like Avatar, water bender, mm -hmm. um, like an energy bender. Like he's sitting there and he's the most unassuming person in, on the school bus. You never think. And then like, like the, the character development shoots and zooms in on his thing. And like, he fucking masterminds all this shit, like this mad scientist playing. But you just, it, 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 you, you, it's, it's very like fucking like, um, not exhilarating. It's like jarring to know how much, how masterfully and skillfully he can play with these different elements of like internet and, and, and whatever the fuck. But then you just look at him and you go like, this motherfucker doesn't look like he could like, like conjure all of this shit out of his person, but like that. And then of course, if you get some moves and vibes, like he has the headphones on, you just see music coming up. You have to like pull the thing off to hear the screamo coming out. And you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> um, and then like, he's like oh, energy <laughs> bolts in movies and you're like, Oh, like he, but yeah, 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 yeah. On the surface, it's like you can't pick up all these elements of like he loves Nick and Nora's playlist and then he listens to Screamo music and then he masterfully uh, he masterfully plays in social media. But then you look at him and you just go, oh, like, yeah, just have your everyday casual guy walking down the street and you go, there's like mad scientist shit level happening under the surface. I'll do, I'll do both for you, Kevin, since, you know, without taking too much time. But yeah, so Avatar. Well, first, real quick, Avatar for Vincent, since we missed the actual prompt. Yes, I think would be like a dude. Y'all's answer was perfect, by the way. A dude standing there at like dusk. And there's like some street lights glowing slightly off camera. And like you can somehow, it's like, it's like an image, but it's like you can see ripples of energy going out, but also coming in. That would be his avatar it's just like he's standing still and it's like and it's like there's no sound but you can almost hear the sound like the energy waves going out and coming in and it's like dusk and kind of like ambient lighting yeah vin yes. or kevin um let's see well first i'll just do the wrong answer way which we've been doing which is just talking about your presence i would say kevin that you kind of summed it up on oh <laughs> on the episode that will air the week after this <laughs> we love uh, a fucking fortune teller start the movie uh, with the end scene and then <laughs> well i would say kevin that 
your internet presence makes me think of someone who very much like wants to express but also very much feels deeply and so understands the risk to trying to express and the risk of trying so hard to convey something and then being misunderstood you know um so it's beautiful you know it creates a beautiful vibrancy and someone who is trying to create as much possibilities they can for people to catch what they're putting down like in the same sense once again just to contrast it like if I maybe don't put a lot of effort into there and it's not that I don't care either just but you know I don't like you do but you can feel that it's not like a one note effort it's like an effort that also knows like this is because I have to do it not necessarily because I want to do it so that's how I would describe with the energy I get from your um, social media. And if you had an avatar, I would say that you would be like a drawing. Like I would see you as a little drawing. Um, and well, I don't know, one of those ones where it's like they kind of make it cute where it's like it has a slightly big head and then a little body. <laughs> We're like where it's trying to, you know what I mean? Like where it's like a cute style of drawing. But then like maybe you're holding like a knife in one hand and like then something cozy it's like both it's like you're a cute little avatar and you're holding like a knife in one hand and maybe like Ooh, yes. a um i don't know like flowers or a cake or i don't know something sweet in the other one <laughs> flowers and a knife is so perfect <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe it's like there's a sun above you but it's raining like something like that it's just like, like a cute little pa -pa 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 -pa. like that's what i would see <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs> kind of, I'm reminded a little bit too of Invader Zim for some reason. <laughs> uh, is that a game? Both <laughs> Invader Zim and his and his like, <laughs> companion. Yeah, it's an old Nickelodeon show. Oh, I, um, I will say too. There's like a layer similar to Leslie's online avatar. There is a layer of authenticity too that mm. I think, and I think that's why that picture is so explicit and clear in my mind because it is a very like vibrant but authentic presence that you exist in in the digital realm yeah thank you guys that's so perfect because <laughs> vince is right that invader zim character the actual character is like is the knife he's violent he's sharp he's like erratic he yells a lot but then his little sidekick pet dog is like sweet and like just like like it's the flowers it's like the it's but it's both compacted into one character essentially even though it's two separate characters so when you said like flowers and knife and then like sun and raining is like i i, I you probably don't you probably don't, I, why would you remember this leslie i named my first poetry book under the weather wedding days oh i did know that so that contrast mm -hmm. like when you say the sun but the rain is like oh, yes yeah, it's like mm -hmm. under the weather sick, but then what's supposed to be for a lot of people what they picture as like Disneyland happy, like the flittery shallow stuff. It's like, I wanted to, I, for, in my mind, those that's kind of like my constant state of being is those, the sun and the rain always coexist in my emotional state, like under the weather and then wedding day, knife, flowers, like Invader Zim and his pet, like that's, it's so, it's so perfectly encapsulated. There's this um, quote that I saw at some point, I think on Twitter, I think it's by a poet, but it said, can, what is, uh, it was something like, what is it to love someone if not to think of losing them? Or like, can you love someone without thinking about what it would be like to lose them? And I feel like that like also sums up 
I guess beyond just like your internet presence, it seems to be a lot of what you explore in your poetry and what you mm. just like meditate on. So it comes through like in your mm. internet presence. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. So parting thoughts. Um, due to time, I, I did want to share with you guys uh, uh, personal philosophy that I've been chewing on a lot. And like I mentioned a little bit ago, I'm thinking again of leaving social media only because at this point it's so obvious, like it's very loud when my use of it's unhealthy and it, I can't like ignore it anymore. And unhealthy meaning like when it's compulsory, like I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm bored, I need to distract myself or I'm like anxious in a social situation. So let me scroll on Twitter so I can like disconnect a little bit. Um, that's like the bulk of my use right now, which I just don't like. So I, I'm thinking of stepping back. Uh, but it's inspired by Cal Newsom's digital minimalism philosophy, which extends uh, what is already like philosophies of minimalism. Um, and to define it per his definition, it's a philosophy of technology use, use in which you focus your online time on a small number of carefully selected and optimized activities that strongly supports things you value. And then you happily miss out on everything else. Um, and I think the, for me, like the best framing to understand what that actually means is in contrast to a maximalist approach, which we, I think, just naturally do, which is any technological platform or innovation that has any utility, even if it's just this much utility, out of curiosity and wanting to feel looped in and not wanting to miss out, we naturally will adopt it because it provides some kind of utility. So your orientation is you start with the technology as your starting point and integrate it into your life and into your values, which is opposite of a minimalist approach where instead I'm starting from my values of what I wanna spend my time doing, how I wanna relate with people. And instead of adopting anything that has any utility, I start with my values and think what platform or tool provides the most utility. And I only use that platform and everything else I'm happy to miss out on. And I've realized like Twitter has been great and the greatest story of my life. But at this point, the value I get from Twitter, hearing like my friend's thoughts, getting updated on the news and seeing what's going on. Twitter is not the optimal use for that goal, like at all. And obviously no one thinks it is. Getting like unbiased news, quality conversations. That's not, you can get that from Twitter, but that's not the optimal place. Mm -hmm. um, Similarly with like Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. So curious your guys' thoughts on that. How does, does that resonate with y'all? Do you guys feel like you are conscious of what you engage with? Um, and no judgment if not, because I feel like I've realized, especially in comparison to what the internet meant to me before, it's very obvious um, the ways in which I'm just kind of pulled by the tidal waves of technology and innovation without ever like pushing my head above C and being like, where exactly am I wanting to end up and where do I want to go? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, all I'll say is, I think there's a, I think all of us now can go back to a, a regular commercial television and remember how disgusting it felt to have six minutes of commercial and to know consciously like how whatever, and even how streaming feels now. That's happening, we just don't see it yet. We haven't been deconstructed from it yet with the internet, but I think that sensation I get that you talk about, I feel that with the internet. So for a long time, all, of all things you verbalized, 
I felt, and I've been trying to find a hack to get to like jump off the freeway, find an exit and just fucking start driving off road and keep going so I can never come back. So like the social media hiatus, like the taking, like just totally fucking getting rid of like Instagram and Twitter and everything, like trying to go off grid and not for like a, oh, I just wanted like a sabbatical. No, indefinitely. Like maybe because of my poetry, I'll, I'll share things on YouTube, which is like a, a, a separation from how social Twitter and Instagram is. But indefinitely, I'm trying to right now hack my mind hack in my mind a way to fucking find the exit, clear that bitch as easily as possible, fucking floor it until my gas runs out so I'm so deep in the desert that I can never get back to that freeway ever again. Like, I'm trying to hack that right now because everything you just said resonates so deeply. Mm. And there's, I think there's, love that journey for you. And there's just like a discipline that's not treated as a discipline by you doing that. There's like a certain intentionality. Um, and it's not just for the sake of like being off the grid, because I, I think even pulling to the book, it draws parallels to when minimalism as a philosophy was first a thing. And the context of that was like mid 1800s. So think early industrial age where you're thinking like the rise of consumerism uh, with like, and not the internet context, but that's when these philosophers and thinkers realize that maybe we don't wanna just be pulled by the tides of advertisement and attention and consumerism and discipline needs to be above that in the hierarchy. And I don't know if we're so deep in the weeds of the internet, it's hard to imagine how to apply that. But I, I think that that journey of driving off the road or like finding what the destination should be and getting there is something that is very important to, for obvious reasons. Like I don't even need to say the mental health impacts, the blah, 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 we know. Yeah. I'll just end by saying that interestingly, I think because I did all of that, I'm not saying all, but I do think honestly compared to most, at least in our friend groups and that I'm aware of most people our age, I like did that so much earlier. Like when I got off for like a couple of years when I went to New Jersey and then the beginning of college. And like, even when I did get back on, like I was private for so long and like literally like would not accept follow requests from people I knew unless I was like, we are involved enough in each other's lives that it makes sense to, you know, like, which I think was too far the extreme. Like I was VIP trying- social accounts. Got it. Well, I wasn't trying to make it like that. It was like, I didn't know how I was like, I was doing my best to do a clunky version of what Vincent is saying. I was like, I want to lead with like my values and my, and my actual life. And then the digital can be integrated. And the only way I need to, I knew to do that was like, I don't want to be a public where anyone can, but, and like, it only makes sense for us to follow each other and be like ingesting each other's stuff. If we actually have a certain level of involvement, I remember talking to Vincent about it at some point, I think maybe after I got back on or something, but I remember being like, yeah, like, I don't want to consume my friend's like I want to engage with them or like all of these Ooh. things so I feel like I did all that like really early and not to say because I'm so great that just is how it happened so ironically now as you guys are trying to like pull off into the I've been like really just getting a feel like I've been like open I open the gates right so like in spring or early summer I'm, I made my Instagram public for the first time I followed people I was interested not even because I was like oh you're the it's just like I kind of want to listen like and not because mm -hmm. I suddenly think, well, that's just a, that's just the truth or that's, it's like, no, but people do interact in certain ways on social media. They don't other spaces. And so right now, maybe I'm playing catch up, but I feel like at least I'm doing it from a place of having thought a lot about it where I'm like, I'm listening around and 
at least for now, it's like, after I do that, then I can now once again, come to a place of like making decisions that are more, but for now it's been more just like, let's open the doors and see what flows in and flows out. And like, uh, just kind of listening, you know what I mean? Into a space and letting myself be listened to in spaces I never did. Um, which I, I don't know. Yeah. So it's like been an interesting, I doubt it'll stay like that, but it's been at least good for me. Like it's uh, increased my empathy and my, um, I don't know. It, again, if, if Vincent being, I think the most and earliest internet saturated one of us has a certain pulse on like a certain part of humanity. It's like for so long, I was like, well, if that pulse isn't informed, I don't want to listen to that pulse unless I have access to the flesh and blood. It's like, now I'm like, wait, even if I don't have access to the flesh and blood, there's still a lot to be learned from this other, I guess, secondary pulse, um, you know? So that's where I'm at. Well, I know we're hitting on time, but thank you guys for indulging me. This will be interesting. If you'll let me do another one, we can talk about my critique of the social dilemma as well as AR VR porn all were in my notes but alas we are at time so thank you for listening to the bottomless podcast <laughs> and that's not a joke thank you for listening to the bottomless podcast you can find us on all social platforms at b-t-t-m-l-e-s-s bottomless podcast um everyone take care and stay safe i hope everyone is healthy in these fucked up times <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Love you guys. Bottomless. Bottomless. Love you guys. Bottomless.